Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Can you dig it? (laughs) And your co-host, Spaz. Still playing Battletech. (laughs) How many hours now? Oh, let's see. Uh, 295. (laughs) I I don't know if I... I think there might be a game... I think I can count on maybe one or two hands the games I've put that much time into. That's amazing. I I am enjoying it that much. That's great. That is great. I will get back to it maybe when my my love of uh, Warhammer Inquisitor fades. (laughs) I need a break from that. But that's the gravy train I'm on right now. Uh, Hunter will be joining us. Oh, God, I'm fighting a sneeze. In a moment, he had to run off to take a phone call real quick. But uh, welcome, everyone. Tonight is a topic show. And our topic actually comes from um, a community member. I don't know his real name. Fermian Ace over on our Discord. If you haven't joined our Discord, by the way, uh, it is pretty god darn awesome. We have a lot of people there. We have developers there. We all hang out. It's a very friendly place. Uh, lots of great chats about games and movies and Warhammer and Battletech. It's not just space games. It's a lot. It's just game. We love games. We love games. So if you haven't joined our Discord yet, by the way, please do so. Uh, there should be a link somewhere wherever you're watching this. Um, so community member Fermian Ace and Hunter. We're talking about uh, how the current resurgence we're in, the current space game resurgence, uh, started, um, like, and like how it's going and how we think it'll end. Because it is going to end. Let's just be honest. These things happen in cycles, uh, and we're we're due eventually for another dark period, which is why it's kind of good we're getting all these space games now. You know, <laughs> um, so background, if you're new to all this and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably aren't, but, uh, space games were big for a long time, like in say the mid eighties to the late nineties, that's at least on the PC. And then they kind of died for about 12, 13 years. They, uh, we got... There were space games, but they were few and far between. The big, there were barely any big releases. It was mostly indie stuff, a lot of Eastern European stuff, a lot of Russian stuff, like Star Wolves and um, Space Rangers. <laughs> and it came out during that time a lot, and and the X Games. The X Games were probably some of the biggest games to come out during that that period that and like the Evercron games was probably the in- biggest indie stuff and um of course space rangers but then uh in around 2012 11 or 12 things started gathering steam again and uh a lot of people like I did some reading on this and I did some thinking on this and a lot of people would probably point to star citizen as the impetus for this uh, what do you guys think about that? Like Star Citizen being the uh, spark that lit the flame of the current renaissance. Yeah, I would say that it 
probably proved a financial point to a lot of indie developers that there is a hot yeah. market there. And then as they continue to not deliver, then other people are like, hey, I can get in this too because people are still hot for it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting though because in that same year, I think I think a game that also helped spark this was Endless Space. That came out that same year and that was a big release. I don't know if you guys remember that stuff. Yeah, like that was that and Sins of a Solar Empire came out that year. Uh, Rebellion, Sins of a Solar Empire, Rebellion, and um, they were they both got a lot of attention. I was really surprised by that back back in the day. Do you guys remember that? I didn't yeah, remember I, it was that year, but yeah. I I got that game uh, in its initial release. What oh, endless space? Well, both actually, both uh, Endless Space and Sins of Solar Empire. Yeah, yeah, they were they were big, big titles, and I think they also helped kind of springboard. Um, I I think those also helped kind of springboard the uh, genre back to life a little bit. Like they were part of the defibrillator. I'm going to use a lot of metaphors tonight, guys. I'm. Um, <laughs> Uh, space game junkie at Tanagra. So uh, a lot of metaphor tonight, you guys. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, Starsis and and it's funny that Elite Dangerous's Kickstarter started a month after Star Citizens, roughly. Remember that? Like Star Citizen was like October of 2012. Yeah, it was like in quick succession. It was like yeah. Chris Roberts. Did his Kickstarter and then uh, Richard Garriott and then uh, oh that's right like that's right one two three yeah that's when Kickstarter was also new and shiny and no one was no one had really gotten super burned yet so everyone was like let's throw all our money at it <laughs> so uh, and that was back when you were even detailing the space games that were coming out on the blog. Right. Because there were enough of them that you could actually do that to, and I know you which, weren't overwhelmed. I know it was it was really weird. Oh yeah, Joshua, thank you for reminding me that Nexus, the Jupiter incident, came out in the mid aughts as well. That was a big relief. That was a that got a decent amount of attention back in two thousand six. I think that one was. Oh my god! Oh no, Nexus was way before that. Was it? I thought like, it was two thousand six. Oh, yeah. No, I remember like watching my friend play it Two, over at his house. Two thousand three, maybe. Yeah, maybe then. Hang on, I'm gonna look it up because I thought it was late. No, you might be right. Oh my god, you might be right. Maybe it was earlier than that. <laughs> it's way too. Oh wait, is it two thousand four? Yeah, it's two thousand four. You're right. I was wrong. Two thousand four. Okay, so it's fourteen years old. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but Chris, we got to say the free space two modding community never lost focus. Oh my that, god! They've been cranking mods since the day that thing came out. Well, once they got the source code in the early aughts, was it two thousand two, two thousand one? They got the source code. Oh, uh, there, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they have not. God bless them. They have not lost momentum uh, in keeping that community and that game going. Uh, so. My thought, 
because I've been on the submarine thing for like a week, right? My <laughs> thought about that is, has anybody ever tried in Free Space 2 to convert it into Sub War 2050? Because it's oh. fighters, but it would be underwater instead of... Because they have that... Remember there's that nebula mission, and it's like that wall of fog that you're flying through? Yeah, that could, well, be, water. Darken, that could be underwater. Yeah, you yeah. darken that up, and that's your short vision range in the water. Yeah, you just need to be able to put... Uh, like ground underneath and I don't know if the engine would be very happy with that but yeah you know lasers go away it's all torpedoes we're good I've been trying I'll be honest I've been trying to track down the particle systems folks so we can talk to them about iWar and subwar I have not been able to get find a one of them <laughs> it is it is oh, tough those to- particle systems that worked on that because I know yeah. microprint published it but yeah well yeah microprose published it but um yeah it uh it was it was the iwar guys it was particle system oh wow yeah that's one of the reasons it's so awesome (laughs) yeah i actually bought subwar 2050 off guard the other night because i was just like yeah i gotta have that because i was watching some dude play it in a video and i managed to get it running like i don't know most of my monitor so whatever whatever the ratio is, it's a little bit stretched out, but it, but it's like maybe twenty five sixty by fourteen forty or Ooh. something. I got it, yeah, cranked up, and I mean it. It's not like it goes high res, but it scales, and, <laughs> right? You know, it, it's it, it's cool. It's, it's so a I was very actually pretty game, yeah, yeah. And I, I played that. I played a little Archimedean Dynasty. I just oh. don't. I I see Archimedean Dynasty has like a lot of potential. Um, but it just doesn't do it for me like Subwar does because it's got PP lasers, right? And then what's the other one? Aquinox, right? Aquinox, Aquinox is, is freaking descent, dude. It's descent with bubbles. It's also, in the, <laughs> same, it's also in the same universe as Archimedean Dynasty. There, those games uh, are in the yeah, those games are in the same universe. I didn't realize. Enough. It was the same. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? You wouldn't know by playing them by just playing them because they're so different. They're so different. Uh, our, fir- our first tangent of the night goes to subwar submarine games. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, 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 uh, if I ever become like well independently wealthy, I want to dedicate a whole day to just do it streaming naval games. That's like the dream. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, 2012 is really when shit started kind of blowing up. And if you, folks, I don't know if you know, but SpaceGameJunkie.com has a wiki. And in that wiki is a list of all the space games that have been released for computers, like ever, just about. And like, throughout the aughts, it was like, oh, there are a few games in 2007, 2008. In 2012, there was a bunch, but it just ramps up every year after 2012. Like 2013, we have the new Space Rangers. We have Pandora. We have X Rebirth. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, 2011, Space Pirates and Zombies. That That's right. One. That was a big one for 2011. Everyone loved that game. And we also had yeah. Starpoint Gemini, the first one. And uh, yeah, the first one not so great. Yeah. Everything that came after, better and better and better. Yeah, yeah, they really, really improved it. But then you have 2013 with like uh, Pandora, Space Return of the Pixel for Strike Suit Zero was 2013. And then 2014 had Elite Dangerous, Ethereum, 
uh, last federation. But like, you can tell games take three to four years to make because it's really 2015 and 2016 that shit really starts to get crazy. <laughs> like in 2015. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. By the way, since you said Ethereum, for God's sake, the Steam sale is coming. If you don't have Ethereum, buy freaking Ethereum. Yeah, it's great. It's, good, it's, it's great. as good as you're going to get until that unnamed thing from Eric and Rebel or uh, yeah, Rebel Galaxy guys comes out. Oh, it's which good. I think we should talk about the screenshots that are the little animated. Let's, let's, let's say them. For, let's up. say that for. Let's say that for the end. Um, okay. Let's say stay tuned, folks. Yeah. But 2015 has. Oh my god, 2015 has. Um, holy crap, Astrox. Uh, Conflicts. Remember that one, the chicken flicking game. Oh uh, yeah. Distant Star, Gratuitous Space Battles Two, Galciv Three, Infinite Space Three. Reassembly, Rebel Galaxy. Remember the original Rebel Galaxy 2015. Star Drive 2. Uh, Star Hammer. It's 2015. Star Ruler 2. A lot of crap in 2015. And it's just... 20, every year, 2015, 2016, 2017, huge. And I don't know about you guys, but this year it feels like it's starting to slow down a bit. Have you guys felt that way as well? Um, no, not really. I mean, if you look at a bunch of the stuff, the indie stuff that has come out this year has been like hard and fast still. Um, I just, I mean, yeah, we haven't got a Rebel Galaxy this year, right? Please, no. Please, Eric, no. please. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we've, yeah, we've gotten 15 but, games this year, which is what, three a month? Yeah. That's not bad, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's not bad. No, and uh, that's right. You know, that's true. I mean, it's it's just like the the first person cockpit sim stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that's going to catch a resurgence or whatever. I think there's a lot I of fatigue so. with Elite right now because people were yeah. like, you know, oh, we can't compete with Elite, and it's like, oh, but you can. Um, please. <laughs> uh, but it but it's just kind of like that kind of took the market with all those people that wanted a cool first person, yeah. you know, grab your joystick sim. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's, there's endless amounts of room to run in there and steal their cookies though, because they're, they're not doing it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, th- I think people kind of slacked off on that, but we got a lot of like the top down stuff, you know, like void expanse and mm-hmm. reassembly, you know, those and things. Beyond yeah. Soul and, and yeah, the top operatives. Drox, oh. yeah, Drox operative. Drox operative. Fucking and the, and the the amazingly great thirty thirty death war. Hell yeah! Which I was trying to sell Green Leaf on or Crunchy Leaf rather. Uh, I was trying to sell Crunchy Leaf on. Hey, what about thirty thirty sub war? Yeah, you guys, they're already working on something else. But yeah. Oh, here's an interesting thing. Serial kick. Trying over. to squeeze a damn sub war twenty fifty out of somebody. Serial kicked over on uh, YouTube says he knows dozens of devs still in the middle of coding yet another space game. That's interesting language, though. Yet another space game. Have we reached that point <laughs> where it's yet another space game? <laughs> I, I hope we do. I hope we hit it and stay there because. But the thing be is, okay. we can't. Then, we can't maintain and then that momentum. Yet another forever. flight simulator. I would like yet another flight simulator. I would just like a. a an equivalent to U.S. Navy fighters, please. Can we get something you know accessible? Flight that sim. would be great. Uh, 
that would be, yeah, I think the window is open for that. Like if, it, you know, these people like, all right, you figured out how to make a space sim. You want to do something else? Flight sim. Just do it. Give me a, give me another fighters anthology. I'll be happy. That's all I need. Or USA. Oh, yes. And make sure I mean, you have that technically what rogue system turned into. What? No, not rogue system. Rogue system. Well, I'm saying, like, I'm saying the idea of the flight sim in space. Oh no, well, we're not yeah. even talking about space. We're just talking about we want a survey sim <laughs> that is fun. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm not. I'm not saying like a high end sim. I'm yeah. saying airplane. Like if you look at like the Nova Logic games, like Nova Logic F sixteen, which or are twenty two or whatever, still fun. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. That's modern would be great. And you know, you don't have to go into the rivet count and stuff. You don't have to go into like the you know you know, honest to God, what I would throw like fifty dollars, just I would pitch it at the screen so hard, is if they made like a reboot of F nineteen stealth fighter with modern oh. graphics, but the same oh, yes. gameplay. I please, would be so there. Please. Someone do that. Please. Someone someone get the rights of that from Microprose. However, wherever Microprose's rights are, I don't know where they are now. <laughs> It's like I can't think of a more simple flight sim to do than that. But it was you know, so given, good. Given today's, well, yeah, back then they had to roll their own engine, but today you got Unreal Engine, whatever. But the gameplay was so could, good. It was so, it was yeah. like thief in a plane, basically. <laughs> exactly yeah. what it was. And yeah. It was so good. Sure. But um, so okay, so it's good to know that we're still kicking. That a lot of the space games are still. I mean, I'm still discovering new space games uh, in like the Steam upcoming list, in in itch.io, you know, in Kickstarter. So it's good to know a lot of them are still being made. But I'm just worried how long this momentum can keep going. You know what I mean? Like, well, the market's <sighs> interesting though because right now the market is. It's not just saturated with space games. It's oh saturated with thousands of just, other types of games that are... It's, yeah, it's not it's all true. of them are bad. I, I'm not even trying to, to suggest that. It's more like discoverability is an issue. It's it's a huge issue. And uh, even even with uh, it, even with space games, it's such a... It's such a... It's a shame that like some of them are so hard to find and they deserve better. Like I'm still upset about um, Orbital Racer. Like that's an amazing game that hardly anybody played, and now it's going to the Switch, and it's getting multiplayer, just on the Switch, <sighs> which makes me so mad. <laughs> but I can't blame them. I can't be mad. I can't. I can't be upset with them. You know. They're they're going where the money is. They're going where the audience is, you know. Yeah, and basically, like it used to be. Hey, I came out on Steam. That's guaranteed money. Well, now if you come out nope. on Switch and you're decent, that's guaranteed money. Yeah, is it is so. like is like the Switch now what Steam was in twenty in twenty ten, like say eight years ago, nine. Eight, well, it's a plat- it's a great platform that's desperate for games right now. So it's it's a definite seller's market. Right, but they'll probably hit the same issues Steam does eventually. Just well, oversaturation. They curate. They curate, man. It's not like that's true. It like is Nintendo. It is Nintendo. They are a lot um, more stringent than Steam seems to be. Seems like you got a hundred dollars, bring on your pornographic visual novel. Well, maybe not anymore. But uh, 
<laughs> I heard they reversed on that actually. They did, I, I and it's. V- I heard they did, and a lot of people are confused by it because apparently the games that they reversed it on have been there for years. Yeah, yeah, and were the, very successful. Yeah, the the issue came up uh, with that because a certain a, a certain uh, conservative religious group is the one who actually made the complaints, and they're more along the lines of. Uh, Claiming that they they made the complaints on behalf of protecting quote unquote women and girls, but they're not really about that. That's not what the organization organization's actually about. That's just their cover to try to control what other people like. It's it's literally stop liking what I don't like. <laughs> and then they filed the complaints to Valve, and then all this happened, and then they declared victory. Um, so it's, it's, it's a like that's kind of the, people didn't Valve didn't like the association with the group, so they said, "Ah, eh, well, maybe not." Well, also, it was being very inconsistent about how the ruling was coming down because there are games that that uh, were included in this whole fiasco that not only had they been on there for years, but had also made very uh, very strict uh, changes in order to work with Valve and and make sure that it fit the guidelines that had been set. So yeah, and all the other Valve stuff, the, all the all the like um, hentai stuff will come on there and just be like, oh yeah, when when you buy the game, like go to our site and download the titties patch, and you know, so it's like they bypass it anyway. So I I don't get it. Right, and that's that's the other part of it is that some uh, when you're talking about uh, removing a game because of sexual content, then that could be something like The Witcher games, which have unquestionably sexual content, but they're not getting touched. And I'm using that in in every sense of the term, but other games are. And it seemed like they were just being specifically targeted, even though it was very inconsistent in the ruling. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about ejecting trash off the platform, and we've seen it. But that's the thing: is it is is stuff is that actually trash? Though, I mean, if it's if they've actually worked with Valve to get to fit all the community guidelines that have been set by Valve well, to get on the platform, yeah, and they're successful. I'm talking about like you know whatever adventure game of the day, right? <laughs> Like that that space thing that was basically like honey select in space, it, you know. It's just like it's a game about simulating sex with hot robot women or whatever, and it's like, yeah. How okay. did we get on this topic? <laughs> I have no idea. It's my fault somehow. I, it's, I think it might be actually be mine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but that I think that is one of the things that might bring about the next decline of the genre is this discoverability problem. That we're talking about. I mean, people only have so much time and so much money. And there's only so much nostalgia for space games to go around. You know? Yeah, but I think we're still waiting on the good one, right? I mean, it's like there's there's some pretty all right ones. Um, but we're still waiting on, like, 
the next wing commander or tie fighter or something you know that that will yeah, like I, do it I, for everybody. I don't I don't think it's going to be Star Citizen. I'll tell you that right now. I think no. I would agree. I don't think it's going to be Star Citizen. Welcome back, Hunter. Um, yeah, emergency call right before the show. Who everything did, who okay? Anyway. Everything okay? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, are you okay? Are you okay? I, everything. Everything on my end's fine. Okay. Um, I think Star Citizen is, I hate to say this, I think it's crashing and it's burning, which is probably going to happen, is going to help bring about at least a partial yeah, downfall of the genre. There's some There's some insider news that we've kind of heard from some of that stuff that would lead to believe that uh, there's, there's definitely going to be not good things in the future from that. Well, um, I mean... Why would they yeah, ship? A, why would they ship a game at this point? They're making so much well, money because, selling because fake ships. Because they already ships. have shipped a game. No, and it's that, not well, a game. That's, it's that's, not. Well, I know you you say that, but neither is Elite Dangerous. Mm. But like that's considered a fully fledged game, right? Mm. But like, but like, what's really there though? Like, okay, listen, it's 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 a it's a shell of a game that has some good qualities to it, and this is not me trying to like downplay elite dangerous because there are times where i've enjoyed you know elite dangerous but listen there's times where i've enjoyed the aspects of star citizen that i played too back when star citizen was just a like an arena commander or not arena commander but like the the racing flight racing thing like i was down with that you know and it was just a it was just a space combat sim and there was no first person running around junk. That was fun. I had a good time in those early days with what they had. But like that, that same kind of experience that I had with those early days, I can I can have an elite dangerous too, where I'm just shooting a few NPCs. Uh, I can get credits in elite dangerous, and then those credits like just grind me up to the the biggest baddest ship. And then once I've like min maxed my stats, what do I do next? Like deliver more leaflets. <laughs> and, 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 and play and play the background back backbone. Did like, you hear what? Did you game? hear what they're thinking of doing with that? By the way, with the, with the power play stuff. Did you hear about that? I did not. It's going to be um, open only. So if you want to do power play, you can only play in open. That's their good. That's that's what they're talking about now. Good. Well, that's Absolutely. good because that's exactly what they needed to do. Because I've like the the private and single player stuff should not affect the public play at all, and vice versa. Like it makes no sense to do that because Never. you know why 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 would it? But like you know, if you want to get if you want to get to like the 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 meat of the matter is I really I agree with Jim. I really don't think we have had the it game yet, and I don't know when or if that'll actually ever come. I think the biggest yeah. problem that we run into, I think the biggest problem that we run into is balance, right? I think that we get a lot of great, wow, this game looks great and it plays great. But then after a little while, it's just like, eh, like it's the same kind of problem that um, Eve Valkyrie has, right? It's an arena shooter. And that's, that's, that's all it is. It's good at what it does. Right. But- but that's but, all it is, right? And that's and that's the problem with it is that's also it's it's downfall. Like it's good at what it does, but it's it's that that's all that it's got going for it. As we're like, 
you look back in the day with X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, it also had arena modes, but it also had like campaigns and dy- you know some dynamic stuff in there too that yeah. you could do and story stuff. And it was challenging because, you know, 90s games did that. They were actually hard. You know, um, I think I think there are fewer and more far between games that actually deliver a good balance of story content and all that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? And I think that we have a, had a lot of potentials that have come down the pipe. I think like um, I, I think the next big potential, and we're still waiting to see, will be whenever X four comes out and, and see what X four offers us uh, because they're toting. Um, a lot of interesting stuff, but that's a single player experience and too many things are trying to be more social and interactive and there's nothing wrong with that. But then like, where does that leave someone who really wants to be immersed in a story and lore and feeling like the hero again, you know, because we don't have, we don't have too many, um, you know, Mass Effect trilogy style games anymore. We don't have too many Master Chief style games anymore. I don't care what you say about Halo Five or Four and all that other stuff. Like the 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 trueness of what Halo was was one through three, and then you know Reach and ODST were also a lot of fun too. But I'm talking about like the hero games. There's no Half Life like Gordon Freeman's anymore. There's no, not really. You know, it's not like I mean, you could you could say Kratos from God of War kind of is like that, but all those games are all one offs. There's no. Yeah, I w- mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I'm really glad that we're the space game podcast and not the battle royale game podcast because that genre is already sunk. Yeah, and you know, like you look at you look at the market industry in general. Like, look at the next Call of Duty. They're not going to have a campaign in there anymore. They're doing away with all that stuff in favor of lining their pockets with money. What's going to be? They the gonna do, aren't they doing a battle royale? That's game? exactly what they replaced the single player with. Was a battle oh. royale. Yeah, it's going to have God knows what in it, but it's ain't going to be no. Well, you know, they could go the inverse, right? Where it's always been like. Yeah, you buy the single player, and then we'll give you the beginnings of the multiplayer, and then you know we'll sell you maps and stuff. Well, wasn't it wasn't it Black Ops One or something like that that sold them separately? You could just buy the campaign, or you could just Black buy Ops the Three. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, but I'm wondering if they're going to sell the single player separately as DLC because it would be like the reverse of what we've traditionally seen, which would be oh. funny. Well point is 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 for space games i think we're definitely in the middle of things but i think we're at the tail end of the middle getting towards the end i agree and it's not i don't i don't think we're in the end times yet but we're no. we're like at, we're th- at the cusp yeah i i it, i get i get the feeling like we're about to go over the the slow crest toward the downward part of the river you know what i mean does if that if that makes sense like we're kind of just cruising along the level part right now, and we're about to just. We haven't down. we haven't hit the last hill of the roller coaster yet. Yeah, that's another good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I do I do worry about it. I do worry that this is all going to slow down and stop. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm there are fewer space games now that I'm excited about than I was a year or two ago. Well, because there's, there's a lot of games in general, and there's also been a lot of space games that have come out, but they're all a variation on a theme, right? 
Mm. They all have very similar aspects to them, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. You know, no people like people like genres, but that there's a certain point in time where you're just like, or great, it's another Master of Orion clone, or you know, oh, great, God. it's a, you know, it's another one of these, or this is just another 4X, but instead it's got this mechanic to it that's different than that mechanic. And that can get, like, how many different types of versions of Solitaire can you can you play? That's true. That's so true. I guess the question that comes up is then, what were the signs from the original crash? What, what led up Ooh, to that? Excellent question. Con- consoles. consoles. I agree, 100%. And the death of the joystick. Yeah, for some consoles, hundred percent. Yeah, when 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 we end because it was, I mean, it was it was the tail end of the PS2 era going into the PS3 and Xbox 360. I think once the Xbox 360 hit, it was such a versatile console that it was very easy to develop for. And not to say that it was like they were cheap games or that they weren't good games. It was just it was easier to put games out there than it was on to a PC and more and more people were getting into the casualness of the consoles. And it was like right at that height of just like, it was the boom and explosion of more gamers than ever before. Xbox live was phenomenal in, in breaking through those barriers. I think it was even before that. I think, I think it started. Well, PS2 think- era certainly contributed because the PS2 consider how many consoles that sold. That's I true. think it was, the, I think it started with the PS one. I think people saw how popular the PlayStation One was, and yeah, but the PlayStation it, One was like you know midish nineties. Yeah, and that's when I think it started. That's when I, that's when I think the no, downfall like slowly we, started. We, I don't know if it slowly started then. I think it slowly started in like two thousand two thousand one. I don't no, I don't think so because the last like big space game of the nineties was Free Space Two, and it's it was abysmal sales. Abysmal. Well, well. And then I mean, after- think about the fact. Think about the fact that we had two major MMOs that launched in the same year that were space like sci-fi MMOs in two thousand three. You know, but which, but only one of which exists and then, now. <laughs> and then, and then the year before. Well, now, but I'm talking about then. Like you, you, you were talking about the slow decline starting way before then. Like. You know, you had you had Earth and Beyond, you had Eve Online, you had Star Wars Galaxies, all that were running at the same time at that one point. And those weren't the only three space games at that time, or MMOs at least. I'm and I'm talking about just MMOs. I, I feel like, you know, if you want to talk about like a space sim, maybe, like where it's, you know, in a cockpit, yes, those died started declining, you know, in the late, you know, mid to late nineties, sure. But space games, no. I feel I feel it was in in those early two thousands is when that decline started happening, and it was just and I think it definitely took a hit when the three hundred and sixty came out the most. A lot of a lot of gaming genres took a hit when the three hundred and sixty came out. Yeah, I th- I think uh, the the aughts, the mid aughts, around when the what the three hundred and sixty came out in um what two thousand six five six. Around then, I think it was two thousand six ish. Yes, but yeah, I think that was like the lowest point for PC gaming in general too, because everyone was all console, 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 console. PS two, PS two. Like, I worked at an EB uh, for a year or two, 
And I saw the PC section just getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it was like relegated to a back wall. And that was it. Yeah, there were, I think that's also regional too, because there was a GameStop where I went to high school or close to where I went to high school in Texas that had like a huge wall, like in the main part of the store uh, at a GameStop that just had nothing but PC games all over. Well, that's good. And I remember because that's where, that's where I got all of my copies of Elite Force and Star Trek Armadas 1 and 2 and a few other PC games there. Right. But I'm just saying, I think um, like around that era of 2005, 2006 was probably the lowest point for PC gaming and space gaming. I think that's when the console... Um, effect, consolification, whatever you want to call it, was like in full effect. Yeah. I, I But I will say, though, the subgenre of the space games, which would be like the space sims, uh, i.e. like your TIE fighters and free spaces and stuff, those, yeah. those died way sooner. Oh, those died way sooner. Well, I mean, they, had, they, they burned out at different rates. Pretty yeah, much right. how true. you have to look at it. Is some had, you know, because you still had the the first Star Wars Battlefront came out. Very, very popular. That's Still true. Still a space game. Uh, true. Yeah, and, yeah. and and I guess the genre, I guess the, I guess the, the, um, the, I don't know, genre, but the, the whole thing of space games kind of shifted away from Sims to kind of top-down games because you had like, you had Space Rangers, you had Escape Velocity, you had um, Star Wolves, you know, you had a lot more top-down games than you did back in the day because they probably couldn't cost as much to make, for one thing. Um, they're probably also a lot easier to make development-wise, which is probably why we yeah. see so many of them I think, I think as of right now, though, I think, I think we're in the state that we're in now, we, we're still getting some pretty good stuff that it's coming up because oh yeah, uh, Jim had me playing Endless Space 2 with him the other night, and that game shocked me. I was not. I was not prepared yeah. for that. Out of, out of all the Shock, recent, shocked me in a good way. Out of all the recent like four the quality X games, of it or what? yeah, uh, it wasn't just the. It, there was some quality to it that I liked. Uh, I liked the the dynamics of the game and how it played. Like the combat was interesting. So instead of um, it, it, it kind of became like a risk uh, dice roll mechanic almost. Yeah. Where you know you if you if you know you're going into a battle with higher numbers than the enemy is bringing that your chances your your odds are higher of succeeding that battle, but you don't actually play the battle yourself. You just have to let the do the dice rolls do their thing. And I kind of found that to be interesting because it's a very big space version of Risk, but like in a bigger sense than Risk is. Um, yeah, especially coming off of Stellaris, because we oh, played yes. some marathons of Stellaris and. Okay. In that game, it's just kind of like, yeah, just auto make the ships, whatever my tech is right now, just you know do it. And then once the ship is made, then you get like a group of like twenty of them, and you just throw them at the enemy, and it just happens, right? So right. you're not involved. But in endless space, you're a heck of a lot more involved, even though it's just watch the thing. Well, and here's something that that actually that actually brings up a really good point about the genres that we're in with the way game development is in general, where even though a game's released, it's still not done, right? 
Like there's still, I mean, granted in the past, you could still get patches for games, right? And you could download the latest patch, right? You'd, you'd go to like Filefront or Gamefront or whatever, you know, website you wanted to and download the patch for that game. Now a lot of the patching is all automated, but you also have developers like, you know, um, Paradox who have essentially patched Stellaris to be a completely different game than the one that originally came out. That's that's interesting and troubling all at the same time to me. Yeah, speaking of Paradox, so they announced uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall. I don't know how to process that. Does, does that mean we're going to get uh, Crusader Kings Dune? Next, no, please. no, it's no the next Crusader. Well, no, it's the Rome game. Um, yeah, no, but please, Crusader Kings Dune, Dune, yeah, Harkonnens. I was really hoping for Victoria Three, but yeah, but some people in the chat here are saying that first-person shooters helped kill PC gaming for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, think I think so? it, it it has to do a lot with like. If you made a flight sim, right, you'd spend four or five years making a flight sim, a whole bundle of money, and then you'd sell it to maybe 50,000 people. Well, you made Doom, and you sell that to a couple million people. But if you made another flight sim, you're still going to get 50,000 people. I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think first-person shooters kill PC gaming, but they might have. They might have helped contribute to the death of space games. Well, I, I think it's the uh, the mega hit thing is what does it right you need a blockbuster because you're not going to do blockbuster numbers with certain genres so why bother even making them all right well because because that goes back to the 360 is what i was getting at because like you had halo on the 360 that came out roughly right after the 360 did right so that was 2006 so that was a huge i mean you you go i still have like huge fun memories of getting halo 3 back in the day and being like this is amazing you know but like there was also still really great stuff coming on the pc because you still had all of valve stuff you know with the half-life 2 episodes and team fortress 2 and portal and portal 2 and left for dead like all that stuff was still making waves on the pc that's true that's true. But um, Serial Kick also brings up another uh, issue. He says, this is an interesting thought, in the current market it's for indies only and less for AAA games. Um, that's, that's what the Switch is going for. They're going for a lot of indies. Uh, the Switch, the, really the Switch are. Is, a, yeah, is... Yeah, but I would, I would venture to say that that is not the same thing as the PC market. The PC market Sorry, folks. Discord just Discord just refreshed itself. Did you guys no, hear anything I said? Yep, I did. I, I did, did not because Discord refreshed itself. Can you please repeat? Oh. So that no one weird. heard what I said. Great. I did no, not. Uh, it was probably ama- it's probably amazing. Please repeat it. No, not really. Not really. I was I was really getting to the the point that like uh, you know, and maybe in a in a confined space, which is a console market. The indies are doing uh, really well, especially in the Switch kind of category. 
But when you look at something like the Steam market, which is where I would arguably say is the heaviest use of your PC gamers, they're going to be in the Steam platform a lot. There are a lot of indies coming through there because, good God, every month there is, like, how many, like, ridiculous amounts of games that keep getting put on their platform every month. But, like, the the level of transparency as to like what you're looking for is so difficult. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack as to what you're interested in. And you can refine some things and you can block certain things from showing up. But at the same time, it's still like a huge pile of over God. Oh God, I'm overwhelmed as to what I'm getting. And that's what kind of makes the consoles nice in a sense is because you're limited as to the options that are presented to you. The PC market is just so like, inundated with games coming at you from every direction yeah do you feel that's going to be a factor in when the genre finally takes a downturn it's just going to be either there's too many or discoverability because well i think it's going to come in waves because like right Mm. now i think one thing that's helping to kill a lot of stuff is this this idea of matching trends well, this company's doing a battle royale, so we need to do a battle royale too. Oh God, this company's yeah. doing this, so we need to do that. And so I think you're going to start seeing a lot of those trends. And right now, one of the biggest growing trends besides the battle royale, I think, is the the mech the mech trend. You're seeing a lot of mech games. Now, that's not a complaint. I'm just making an observation. Yeah, right? I'm yeah, actually that's true. I'm shocked at how many I'm, mech games we've seen. I'm recently. shocked that there. Yeah, there's more and more coming out. Like, WCF like okay, and, mech group five's coming. And BattleTech, and then that just yeah. like oh, it's 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 like Chris Roberts kicking open the indie door for space games again, and right? It's like I, oh, they're making another mech warrior. Everybody make a mech game. And okay, project- now bear in mind, BattleTech is going to be thirty five years old next year. So there is, I mean, there's a sure there is a history. lot of there's a lot of fans who who've been waiting for this. Yes, and, and to that I want to say, what took you guys so fucking long? <laughs> Because my God, <laughs> exactly. Well, and so and so that's that's the kind of the point I'm getting at. I think what's what's really going to be the death of the of the space thing is just the the continual uh, evolving of trends all the time. And that's what happened the first time we saw space games go away. Is it was just the evolving trends of the, like the massiveness of of the consoles and just how the console market just exploded during that those mid two thousands. Like, I mean, it was pretty big before that, don't get me wrong, but, like, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 definitely made huge waves in the industry. And I I would I would venture to say, and I'd argue to say, that the 360 is probably one of the grander consoles we've had uh, in the, the console genre in general. Well, Well, just look at the numbers. I mean, the PlayStation 2, in its lifetime, sold... Over 155 million consoles. That's mm-hmm. just console, not just right. games. That's just consoles alone. Right. Jeez. So, you know, I, I just think I think that's going to be a trend we're going to see. So I think you know, with with the ever evolving trends of the battle royales, then you're going to just see the game type trends also happen with. You know, free-to-play was definitely a, a trendsetter that, that kind of made some waves. You know, and there's been a lot of, like, the Asian market influence in, the, in some of that. Um, not, like, a full 100%, but that's also, like, where the loot box kind of thing has also kind of come into play a little bit is from that market, too. Because a lot of stuff over in the Asian markets are free-to-play games with, like, in, in-game purchases. There's a lot of that over there. Not everything, but there's, there is a lot. 
I mean, like, look what happened with um, the Hellgate London game, for example. That game got sold off to a Korean company, and they turned that essentially into a free-to-play in-game app purchase game over there. And then eventually that game just died in general. I thought, and that was crazy when I heard that it got sold to, like, a Korean company and they, they started doing stuff with it. That is nuts. That, that, really that was nuts. years ago, of course. Right. But um, it's kind of interesting. I think Jim brought up an interesting point earlier. I think one of the things that saved space games throughout its darker period was modding. And I think that's probably what will save it again. You know? Like, so many games from the 90s could be modded. Well, there's been, there's been quite a bit of that, too. Thank God. <laughs> Already, you know, I, I though, though I, I do, I do have issues with like the the less and less of the AAA style games allowing for the modding, but some of it's still in there. Some of it's still in there, but not as much. Although I am thankful for games like Arma Three, for example, they got full on like star wars campaigns with like star destroyers there you can like really get inside of a sh- yeah there was one i was watching the other day where these guys like started their campaign inside of like a small star destroyer and they hopped into like a landing craft they flew out of the star destroyer landed on the ground and you know holy crap it, it was it, i was i was super impressed by that um you know, I do think that, I do think that mods, and especially you know, modders can keep games alive for a very long time. But Whole I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time seeing a lot of space games today getting uh, massive amounts of mods to be able to do that kind of stuff. I mean, unless it's like the the builder games, like Avorian or Space Engineers or Empyrean, or yeah, those are going to be. Those are going to be pretty big, I think, which I'm excited about. Because people love building crap. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, because we, we, did, we did see that as a trend. That was a wavy trend, right? Minecraft paved the way for that. It became a lucrative thing. And then you saw every variation of it. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't, how, many, how many Minecraft clones are there out there alone, you know? So. And then there's a survival game trend as well, which is still yeah. going. Still going, but the survival game trend morphed into the battle arena trend. Like True. that's that's uh, I, there, there's there's less and oh. less of the survival games, and more and more of them are being converted from survival to to I mean, battle royale. Look at, look, look at Ark. Ark was a survival game that mm-hmm. got turned into a battle arena. Wait, what? Ark is not a survival yeah, game anymore. Well, no, it, well, it, 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 it is. is but they also short time they put one out that was Ark. Sur- just survive or arc survival something because they had what? survival evolved right and then it was like an arc battle royale but i can't remember what the heck that was it was it just honestly, a battle royale game it was honestly one of the first of the battle royale games i mean other than stuff that was a mod there, yeah, then there was there was like the h1z1 stuff and then yeah but that's all the guy right the the PUBG guy all those were him. Like there is right, but still Arma mod and then H one Z one and PUBG. So it's the same dude, like going company to company making games. 
but but it's like for Arcto to be like, hey man, we're gonna put like a survival of the fittest. I think they called it. Yeah, survival um, of the fittest. That's what yeah. it is. Now that brings up a, another game that's interesting that you and I actually played. Right? It was um, uh, what the heck was that game? It was uh, starts with a C, maybe. It was uh, that thing where you dropped on the island and they had the announcer, and it, it was kind of a cartoony version of that. You'd like drop out of a crate and then you'd like pick up a rock and and hit it with oh. a stick and then it turned yeah. into an axe and yeah, yeah whatever yeah, the heck yeah. the name of that game was um yeah that thing just ceased to exist almost overnight like bef- before the other battle royale games got popular that thing was just gone and uh, I think it was like some poor decisions they made in balance or something yeah there's there's been a lot of uh, a lot of interesting trends not everything has worked out. But then you look at like Fortnite, for example, you know, that game started out as one game, then they added in the Battle Royale mode version. And then after that became hugely popular and successful, they put out the mobile port and that thing, that thing is making a million dollars a day. It's ridiculous because the game's free. Where's it making its money? Like all cosmetics and and game stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon Go makes a lot of money, too. Is Fortnite the one that's going to be doing a $100 million tournament? Yeah. Oh, my God. Epic Games, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) I, that's, that, wow, Christ. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) It's a thing. That's the dream, right? It's like the esports. Like we're gonna, we're gonna all get rich and play games professionally. Do you notice? Do you know some of that? You know, some of that stuff never works for space games, though. Like, there's no. Is there? Is there been a battle royale space game? No, Uh, there's been a MOBA space game. Well, like God Factory. Well, I mean, battle arena. The definition being that you drop in with the bare minimum, and then you build up to. Uh, something more. There's yeah. kind of there is. Oh, what was that one where we played with that one with the developers? It was a top-down one. It was kind of like that. Oh, where you like you upgrade your ship over like through the game as fuck. Oh God, I can't remember. Well, the there's name a of it. Universe in Warfront, which is uh, developed by one guy, and that has both MOBA and RTS aspects to it. Okay, yeah, there's also, uh, there's Dreadnought, thank you, Joshua, there's that, uh, that MOBA. Fraction Space. Well, Fraction well those, space. those, those are MOBAs, though, those are not as, those are not as battle arenas as... Yeah, as it's, it's MOBA. not, it's not like a PUBG, like, you drop in, you got, you know, you, you don't even have I'd your, I, your ship. Actually, I'd actually say, I'd actually say Dreadnought's more of an arena than a MOBA. It's just yeah. straight arena, it's not even a battle arena, it's just an arena. I would if if they had a battle royale space game, I might play it. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a damn about battle royale. Uh, it would be know. so arcade stupid though, because it, yeah, would, it would be. Like, it would be. Oh, fly through the ring and get a gun, and you know. yeah, Elite it's already true. tried that. Oh yeah, why doesn't Elite have racing? Like because they're dumb. They're so stupid. <laughs> like Evercron has racing. Because their Free- game is bad and they should Free- feel bad. Freelancer has racing. Um, <laughs> or- Orbital Racer has racing. Shock. Yes. Yeah. No Man's yes. Sky has racing, although it's on ground. Wait, it does? 
Yeah, yeah they got a race terminal yeah. you can buy. You, you actually have the ability to, when you build your base, you can actually build a racetrack to race your vehicles on. Oh, that's kind of nifty. That's, that's pretty yeah, well, cool. The, the other thing is that when other people visit your base, they can race on the track you made. And, yeah. and you can set up a leaderboard on it where they can race against your best time. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, with the, uh, the next update, which is coming to No Man's Sky, the multiplayer stuff is coming. July 24th. That's going to... Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, Jim and I were talking about that earlier. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can do, the co- you can do cooperative base building, which is, uh, which is I'm actually looking forward to because yeah. it's, it's better than just saying, like, oh, you can go look at my base. Cool. Well, where are you? I'm the wisp over here. I'm just a ghost, a figment of your... I actually double dipped on <laughs> No Man's Sky in order to, to have uh, something ready for when the multiplayer goes live. Well, I'm gonna I sh- I'm shelving it until uh, that next patch because I played it for a few hours. I'm like, this is boring. Um, I'm not really big into survival games, but I was bored. I was like, I well, just don't play, there's survive. a creative mode. You need the creative there's, mode. Yeah, yeah I you think can totally do play that. creative mode. Are there still missions and stuff to do in creative mode? Is, yeah. Is just, oh yeah, it's the same have. game. You just don't have to like, yeah. Which, oh really? Okay, they didn't explain yeah. that very yeah. well then. Okay, I'm gonna play yeah, it's, in creative mode. It's just mode. like whenever you play uh, Subnautica, then you don't have to like eat and drink and stuff. Oh okay, I'm just gonna do that then. Die. I'm just gonna do that as long yeah, as there's and, still and like, the, stuff uh, to do. Yeah, the normal mode and the survival mode. And creative mode are all separate, so you can have separate saves for each of those modes. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna I think, try that then. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that they'll do the same sort of thing for multiplayer. Is that you'll have separate saves? Oh, okay. For that. All I wanted to do. I didn't want to worry about fuel and all that crap. I just want to fly and discover things. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, you can so, totally do that in creative mode. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm just gonna. I was really <laughs> getting fresh. Right there. That is my bag. No, I. It, they didn't really explain it well. I thought that like. Creative mode took out all the gameplay, and that's all you did was build stuff. That's that's how it that, that's how it kind of came across to me, you know. But if like you can actually fly around and do missions and find stuff and do the story stuff, then you can still explore. Okay, good. <sighs> Spent money on that thing. I might as well freaking get my money out of it. Money's worth out of it. <laughs> that's I mean, one game where you get into it. You get out of it what you put into it, pretty much. Is, is, but if you if you want to explore, you got plenty to explore. You know, there's there's something like two hundred fifty six plus galaxies, literally. Jeez. Okay. Serial Kick says the gameplay is mining, so removing the need for mining, all you have is a nice screensaver. That's what he says about No Man's Sky. But if you can actually play the game and not worry about, oh my! You still have to mine and stuff. You don't. It's like discovering stuff, right? It's like I still can't launch my ship because I don't have any fuel, so I got to go find some. But I don't have to worry about the stupid life support or that. Well, you still have the life support and stuff. Yes, that'll still kill you. What? It's it's the other stuff. You know, it's just it's not as uptight about it. Oh, it's much much relaxed. Okay, good. That's all I want anymore. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding I'm getting less and less patient with games as I get older. I can feel death slowly well, creeping upon you know, me. You know, you know what that is, though? I think it's not that you're getting less and less patient. 
you're just wanting a game that has more that makes sense to it. I, I think and it's not that it's not that um, No Man's Sky doesn't make sense, but the, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is it's no it's no Tie Fighter, right? You're not following along a story that you're playing through in a casual sense. Um, and part of me misses the, not necessarily the RPG element of it, but the depth of involvement into a game. Like, I feel pretty immersed into this because the storytelling aspects are interesting, the characters are likable, or they're, they're, they're so bad that you like how bad they are. You know, like, that's a really good villain. I like that villain. He's a bad guy, but I like him as a villain. Um, I don't think that some of that storytelling um, is there as as it could be in some senses, but a lot of that stuff is is different than developing a game itself, you know, building assets and such. Right. Yeah. I, I, I find that I have less patience. Like back in the day, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, would, I would love the fiddly bits. Like, oh, yes, I'll manage this colony for an hour and then go back to the rest of the game. But now it's just like, nope, don't want to do that. <laughs> I just want to well, kill shit. A huge factor is that you have so many games you have to play <sighs> for review purposes. It's not. It's true. It's just not. There's not enough time anymore for that. There, there is. Although, I, I mean, you could, you could do what I've done, which is devote yourself to one game or mostly one game. But it wouldn't work so well for our content production. No. So there is that. I have tried to do that, and it it doesn't last. Like I can't keep the momentum going. Like I tried to do that with um, Space Rangers. Like I'm gonna play this once a week. It lasted for about a month. <laughs> it's like fuck. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why we do the Borderlands thing once a month, but. Yeah, and that works. But yeah, then that, again, that we'll, we have we have August coming up, and and that, that'll, 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 but that's it's variety. I think is what the thing right. is. That's right. it's 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 like you're finding enough variety in BattleTech, even though it's just one game that you've put almost 300 hours in it. Where I guess it's harder to for me to be able to do that, you know. And I, I worry that that's affecting how I feel about space games, too. You know, uh, burnout's a thing. It's well, and it's it can not- be just it. It can be not necessarily burnout because of having enough time. It's it can also be just burnout because there's so much iteration of the same genres that it's possible. It, it, it feels samey. It's possible, like, when I played Wing Commander Academy this past weekend, when that first came out, I was like, I'm going to make all the missions. And I had a friend back in the day who he had a two, and so we'd make missions and we'd put them on a floppy disk and we'd trade them, you know? And then we'd play each other's missions. It was like, oh my god, this is so great. And then I tried to play it this weekend, I was like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. What has happened to me? <laughs> But I guess in a way, gaming has also changed because you don't have a lot of games like that anymore. You know, which is probably good. Uh, we're on. Yeah, I think I think the uh, I think the amount of games that we're getting though is also going to be a problem too. Not to say that uh, 
you know, not to say that we're going to enter the video game crash or anything like that, but, you know, I, I definitely think that with, with, uh, an unending amount of options also comes boredom. Yeah. Because I mean, when you think about all of the content, I mean, you know, this is exactly why I don't have cable television because it's like you get like 800 channels and you're just like, I don't know what to watch. Oh, really? God. You got 800 channels. You don't know what to watch? You know, it's just like, oh, nothing good's on. Like, do, you do, you, do you do that with Steam? So, do you do that with Steam? Like, I want to play a game. There's, there's, I, I mean, like I, I don't even have to look at the Steam store. I can just look at my own library and go, yeah. Jesus Christ, what do yeah. I play? I do but that like, all the time. Which is why... Which is why I have a hard time because it's like I will spend six months to a year playing nothing but Eve as my like my main go to, but then there's times where I'm like, oh man, I've got this one game in my library I'd really like to play. Maybe I should go ahead and start playing it, and then I get sucked into that for like you know a couple months. Right. My last big one though, I think, was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Like I finally just decided to take the time just to sit down on the couch and plow through that one. I'm probably gonna. I'm play still playing. I'm probably I'm still playing my room. PC, but it was like I was streaming it up to our entertainment room and uh, playing it up there. I'm probably gonna get that on the next Steam sale. It looks really fun. What yeah. is the uh, statistic? Like seventy percent of collectively of everyone's uh, Steam library goes unplayed. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, that sounds about right. And I think the I think the big thing that kind of hit hard with that was. The, the big thing with bundles, you know, that kind of started with uh, like the Steam sales. You know, Steam, the Steam sales that kind of hit hard, you know, early on, I'd say probably uh, 2007, roughly, was like a good year that that was just huge. And onwards, you know, you had these huge sales where you get like massive amounts of games for stupid cheap. And then from there, you had the introduction of Humble Bundle. And I was like, oh, look at, like, 20 games, five bucks. This is amazing. And you only really wanted, like, maybe one or two of the games that were in the bundle. And then the rest of it, you know, you didn't really touch. And then you did that for, like, maybe uh, six months. And then you're like, Jesus Christ, I've got all these games that I'm never going to play. And then it became, like, a numbers game. Well, like, how, how, how big can I make my library grow? And then it's just, like, spending money just to make that number go up. That That's something that I did, and it was stupid, and I was dumb, but... But like you know, you start playing Steam, the game itself, and then and then you're just like overburdened with all these things. You're like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to touch. And then Humble Bundle morphed into something kind of cool and crazy, and it's got its own store. And then you got uh, the Indie Gala, and then you have like Bundle Stars that became something else. I forget what they call it. Fanatical. Uh, Fanatical. Fanatical. Yeah. 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 So. So bundling games is cool, but at the same time, it's uh, it's come to a point where I don't even bother. Like, <laughs> I, I barely bother. Like if there's actually a game in a bundle where it would be cheaper just to buy that bundle for that one game, I might do it. But um, you know, at the end of the day, like I've, I'm like, oh man, I can get all the Final Fantasies on PC finally. They're bad ports, but I can finally get them. When am I ever going to play all the Final Fantasy games? Like ever, you know. I've been I've been trying to get myself to play through Knights of the Old Republic two with all of like the content added back in mods, 
I, I've, I haven't had like the opportunity to really just sit down and start it. I want to though. But like I, I, I just know that there's going to be another game that's going to call me, and I'm going to do the whole like go play something else for six months, and then come back and Gandalf my way through it, going, I have no <laughs> memory of this place. <laughs> I like how that's become so ubiquitous with that effect that you can just say it as a verb now, or, an, or is it a verb or an adjective? More, 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 more or less. Yeah. I just Gandalf that game. <laughs> <laughs> totally Gandalfed it. Just got in there and went. What was I doing ten months ago? Well, that's why. That's why I haven't gone back to touch um, Fallout Three because I like I played through a huge chunk of that game. I stopped for like a year and a half. I didn't touch it, and I came back to it. And I'm like in a building being attacked by two robots as my like latest save. And I'm like, what the fuck was I even doing? Like, why are they attacking me? What did I do to them? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, we love Gandalf. We wish we could see Moria. Ah, uh, ah, ah. I get the big bucks, folks. Thanks, Dad. God, don't try that at home. Uh, <laughs> no, I do love a good dad joke, but uh, wow, that's a pretty groaner. That is that is a that is a that is a that is a groaner. <laughs> we got a boo from Twitch. <laughs> But I I do have to say that, like, things that used to make me happy about space gaming, like, I thought, I used to think digital distribution helped bring back space gaming. I used to think Star Citizen helped bring back space gaming. And now I'm starting to worry that these same things are going to kind of kill space gaming. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, I think, I think part of the problem, too, is it's just the the mass influx of who can make games, what qualifies as a, as an indie game, the, the, the fast of evolution of genres, like the, uh, the, I mean, we were talking about it when I first jumped back on with you, but like, you know, the, the anime storybooks, you know, those, you know, the picture novels or whatever. I don't know what they call those, but anyway, visual novels. Yeah. Visual novels. Thank you. Um, I mean, like, that's a genre, like, you know, and I can't fault people for liking those, like, I mean, everybody has their own taste, but, like, I do, I do have to question, though, whether or not a, an online distribution qualify, like, like, Steam would qualify for that, because I feel like you would not see that type of a, like, that type of a, a game on GOG, considering they curate everything that goes on their store. Uh, they just added a large number of visual novels to GOG. Just did they add like the super sexual ones that can be like patched? That I'm not sure on, but I do know they they just announced that they were adding a, a large number of them. See, that's that's that, that's the uh, that's the thing that I, I'm curious about. Yeah, to me, it's like the visual novel stuff is the, especially okay, like the one you open up, and I don't know if they're making them in in Scribe or what that program is that they do, uh, but it's basically like it's a white page with text on it and then uh, uh, a like radio button choose one, two, three or four at the bottom, you know, and it's, and it's like, how freaking lazy can you possibly be like this, the stuff like the choose your own adventure books, like the Steve Jackson, um, the dungeon stuff that, that he like did sorcery. Yeah. That's sorcery. Great. Exactly that, which I had the sorcery books when I was a kid, I owned them like all four of them. 
and uh, to me, that's that's cool, right? Like, wow, we can actually that's, that's have that's quality. This. Yeah, that's production yeah. model quality. But but man, if it's just like it looks like a PDF, but it's got some radio buttons on it, get that shit out of here. You know what? I take everything back. I just said about GOG. I just did a look up. I I'm. Are you disappointed? Oh, oh, I'm a little. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. I, I I see what you just posted in our admin chat. Oh, that's um. Mm. Listen again. Found the money, huh? Listen again. I'm not criticizing people who like those things. That's not my concern. I. I just question whether or not those kind of visual novels. I don't know. Yeah, you know the bronies, the hentai freaks. You know, it's like remember when GOG meant good old games <laughs> <laughs> when, when they started. Remember that? <laughs> if we can just get all the funny, furries funny thing is that room. that particular game is actually a mech combat game. What? What? Yeah, it Which is. One? It is. The, the one? one that uh, that Hunter linked. What's it called? Sunrider Academy. Oh, Sunrider is actually okay. Well, oh. uh, the the second one not great, but because that's just like uh, Japanese high school girls in trouble. But the uh, the first Sunrider game was actually pretty darn cool because it was actually like a, a hex battle map thing, and yeah, there was some combat and crap. It, or uh, some conversation crap in between combats, but there was actually a game in there. It wasn't. It wasn't like a PDF. You know, choose choose which page you flip to next. Well, why is that the damn like? Why is that the thumbnail? Because it sells. That's yeah, your answer, right there. That gets eyes and on that, it. And 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 the the thing is, there is actually a game there. It as Jim said, it's just that. Of course, if you want to get eyes on it, use the screenshot from the game that's going to get eyes on it. Right, but like, I mean, you, you look at something like The Witcher, and they're not posting like the the bathtub sex scene as like the. There's a bathtub sex scene. There's a yeah. thumbnail uh, for the you unicorn. Know, geez. Wow. Tell us about the unicorn. Oh, that's private. Actual dialogue choice. But yes. What? Sorry, that's it's kind of funny. I'm not spoilers. Gonna that's an that's an actual dialogue choice from the game. Yeah, it's like yes. it's like tell us about that unicorn, Geralt. That's private. Oh, okay, okay. No, listen. I'm done. Like, look at this. Hold on a second. What? Defend this. Somebody, please. Why don't you just put it in the street? Defend street? this. Just defend put it in that. Oh, oh, that. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm glad you... I was about to say, just put it in the stream chat, and I'm really glad you didn't. Because... Where did you put it, sir? In the admin admin office. In the admin admin chat. It's... it's, I can't... But I'll defend it. Why is this the same? Before I look, does it have the word Sakura in it? No. Uh, No. No, it's another Sunrider game, apparently. Oh, that. Oh, uh, boy. Well, you see, it's actually um, uh, it's her uh, and her clone. Uh, and they're... Yeah. Whatever, I can't defend that shit. Y- yeah. But the text on the video for the thumbnail, like, wh- what? But I'll defend it. Right. <laughs> what does it say? What is it? I can't read it. What does it, it say? It says, but I'll defend it. Like, 
What? How can you? You have what? to fight for your right to party. <sighs> Is this where I was curious? Songwriter Liberation Day Captain's Edition. On GOG. The thumbnail for the video on GOG are censored. Yeah. Uh, two, two females. It's, it's uh, censored. And the way they censored it's, it's, it. Censored is they just removed the the nips and any genitalia. But they kind of like all but they, of it. But they kind of like bl- instead of where like where they would blur it is where the play button is, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> and I in think. the text in the thumbnail it says I'll defend it, and I'm like. Uh-huh. Uh, now I'm sure there's a game here. Like the, the space stuff in here actually kind of looks cool. There, there is lie. a game there. There is a game there. I'm and, just and having I'm, a hard time. It's probably indefensible. It's it's the it's the choice of the thumbnail that's indefensible. It's not the 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 game well, itself. The game itself you, is actually decent. It's just even if you go through the trailer at minute one and fifty six seconds, it's all there too. But anyway. Uh. Oh boy! <laughs> Sorry, Dot Theory. We just we we go on tangents. You zoned out for a moment. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> that. I can understand that. <laughs> Sorry. 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 No, it's it's fine. But anyway, it's it's we're just fine. helping with awareness of this product. <laughs> Discoverability is a serious issue with space games. You and never so, know what you'll discover. Uh, space games. Like That's like, easy. and here's and here's the thing though. Like this. I'm looking at all the other stuff about this game and I am intrigued by it, but like I'm having a hard time with, uh, with all the other nonsense. I'm intrigued. I would like to see more boobs, but yes. (laughs) More, more bobs, please. Boobs, your uncle. (laughs) So let, let me, let me, let me gauge you guys getting back on the topic. Do you think that the, uh, do you think that the space game genre is going to see any kind of serious decline in the next two or three years? Can't decline as fast as this episode has now. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's not. I don't. Unfair. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see a more rapid decline. Um, I think in two to three years we'll see whether or not it is going to start to rapid decline, though. If that makes any sense. No, that does make sense. That does make sense. I think what you're saying is that there'll be a point where we can be like, oh, yeah, there's either less coming out or more crap coming out. This is about to, this is about to splash. This is about to splash down. Yeah, uh, I don't, but I don't know if it'll start in the next two or three years or we'll find out in the next two or three years when it will start. You know? like, yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It might not fully happen, but we might see the – we might feel ourselves going – Going over the falls, as you were, as we were talking about, uh, as we were talking about early, early. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's got enough air in it to sustain it for a while. We'll, we'll be okay. It might. I mean, I mean, we got that Rebel Galaxy game coming out. We still have. Who knows? Star Citizen might be good. Yeah, maybe. The thing yeah, in twenty fifty, it might be great in twenty fifty. Because today, the uh, the next generation bridge DLC for mm, Star Trek true, Bridge Crew just true, came out for PS4, and I did get it, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, thing that I wish was happening was more modability in these games, because yes. I cannot name a space game that has come out recently that has modability like a free space 
to, so it's like, well, when they're gone, they're gone. Um, well, as 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 free form as as free form as modability is, I think what you're getting at because you get stuff like Space Engineers that has workshop mod support, but that's not to make you're not making a total conversion mod out of that. Is what I think what you're getting at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. you can't do all that, and I, I really wish that that was there. In fact, if somebody would just make the platform, don't even make the game, just make the platform. Like, hey man, here's open you know like space game toolkit here you go 20 bucks whatever People can still do that and with free 20 space bucks, too. 20 yeah but but like 20 dollar buy-in and then you get support it, it because free mm. space is not supported right but you get a supported engine that uh you would have to make your own assets for and stuff but you know like make whatever the hell you want with it and you'll have the support of the guy that you bought it from and that way, you could have like a whole bunch of stuff get made, right? Maybe like remember like, back in okay. So the the guy that made the Battlestar Galactica game, if he would just put that engine out for like twenty bucks, and just be like, hey, there's no game here, there's no spaceships in it, there's no assets or anything, it's just the engine. Stick your own shit in here, dude. There would be a there would be an X wing tabletop game overnight. Just bang, it would be in there, and he would sell a lot of that. Just saying. But, you know, I mean, he's got the BSG license. He ain't never going to get the X-Wing license. So if he wants to make that money, that's how he would do it. Yeah, it reminds me of those old old EA games from back in the day, the the, the construction kits. Do you remember those? They had a few of them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah remember Adventure Construction Kit? Yeah, and then there was war game construction kit, which was actually kind of cool. Oh, those the, were those the SSI ones. It was like Age yeah. of Rifles and and whatnot. Uh-huh. Oh, those were amazing. And there are a lot yeah, of it was a good time. There are a lot of games that come out with level editors and things like that. But yeah, nothing has really hit the level of total modness that Free Space Two has. Well, maybe what about Homeworld? Would you say Homeworld has hit that level of modness, or maybe this um, is modness? Well, I mean, Homeworld's got plenty of, of mods out there. I haven't checked the modding community for Homeworld in a while. I need to go back and check. But like, there was someone who was making a total conversion Stargate mod at one point. Although we, when I last checked it, it did feel like the progress of that was kind of slowing down. So I don't know mm. how far they actually went with it. Um, like, I mean, you, you look at, you look at, uh, Sins of a Solar Empire had great mod ability because we got, what, Star Trek Armada 3 out of that. There's, like, tons of mods for that game as well. But I, I don't think we've, we've gotten something like, you know, back when we got the Quake engine where, like, uh. people were making games left and right out of the Quake engine. I mean, not everything was great, granted, but. I mean, you look at what Valve did with Half-Life, and then from there you had Blue Shift, Opposing Force, Team Fortress, Counter-Strike, Day of Defeat, and all of those have become major players, uh, or at least they were at one point major player games, uh, even spawning sequels in some, in some scenarios. And so, you know, you look, at, you look at that, and you look at what like a mod could potentially become at some point, given the right you know, licenses and the right talent behind it. And a lot of these modders do some really great work, man. Like those Star Trek Armada three guys, like, holy crap. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into that. And that Star Trek mod for uh, Stellaris is also really amazing. Was, 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 
was. They're not doing anymore. No, Stellaris is uh, is declined. The base the base game of Stellaris is better than the mod, and the base game of Stellaris sucks now. So what? Put that yeah, together. It's the, they broke the together. mod because it's like even the Klingons don't attack anybody, and you know it's yeah. There, the Klingons there, are somehow docile. You're like what? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that happened under the hood, and the mod hasn't quite figured it out yet. So uh, uh, no. Nah. Like, yeah, the base game of Stellaris is actually better than the mod now, and the base game of Stellaris sucks. So, like, if you think about that for a second. Um, That's depressing. I was about to yeah, buy that. because even, oh. cause, cause even oh. as, like, you know, even as, you know, when I was playing uh, by myself, it was just, like, things just didn't make sense or work or flow in good ways at all. So, but anyway... There's, I mean, there's, there, there is some good work out there still that are doing really great total conversions. But you know, when the developers like Paradox can change the game so drastically, it can actually break some of those mods. And this is exactly why I have a problem with Space Engineers, is because Space Engineers is not a fully released game, and every like update always breaks mods. They broke it on the weekly. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a mm. tedious thing to always keep up with. I mean, you can automate a lot of that stuff, sure, but it's just a lot to to go through and, and manage and deal with, but you know, I, I, I you know, I dare say nothing has come quite as close as like what the discovery folks are doing to free like a the freelance or whatever it is God, like that. God, that that's a, those that's a guys, those game. discovery guys, are doing some some crazy modifications to that oh, game. Oh, and the free worlds guys. Have you seen what the free worlds guys have been doing to freelancer oh, with the Star Wars stuff? Yeah, holy. Yeah. It's 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 so different. Like there's it's, there's this whole hyperspace mechanic now that is completely different from how freelancer you got around in freelancer. Completely different, and it's amazing, and it works. Fudge. <laughs> I I will argue that one of the best space games we've actually had in our in our time has come and gone. What is it? Um, at its like tippity top prime before it got changed to oblivion, I would say that Star Wars Galaxies was probably one of the prime games that we ever got as a space game. I mean, it had everything that Star Citizen is trying to do right now. That's true. I mean, it had, it had a, you know, I mean, I mean, you, you want to talk about uh, flying spaceships, landing spaceships on the ground, uh, multi-crewing ships, uh, all of that stuff, owning your own base, owning your own city, owning like, I mean, all of that stuff. I mean, yes, there were, there were things that are a product of its time that are kind of hard to get over today by today's standards. Sure. But like for its time, I think we have not gotten to a level of a game quite like that ever again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what I've played of it, it's it really is an impressive achievement in how much it can do and how much of the Star Wars universe they've modeled. And it's it's just yeah, even 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 a lot of the uh, private communities out there are doing some some very interesting things with modifying uh, the old game and coming up with their own servers and stuff. Like there's some people who have modified and made their own servers where you can play as a hut. You can play like as almost any alien race in the galaxy. It's quite impressive what they've done. 
If you play as a HUD, can you start your own criminal empire? How awesome would that be? <laughs> Probably not, but that'd be awesome if you could do that. <laughs> I am Veloxi the HUD. hunter. I don't know what he said. I was I was trying to be close. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. But um so I th- it sounds like we're all at least in somewhat agreement that as of right now the space genre uh, the space type of game is on fairly solid footing and probably will be for a little while now. That's what it sounds like we've we, we've come away with. Does that sound about right I to you guys? I think it would take some major genre shifts for for space gaming to to level off and then die off. Because mm. at this point there are enough there are enough uh, types of space games coming out that whatever niche you have, it's probably sated by something. But if those trends change significantly and people stop buying space games because there's a hot new thing that everybody's playing, then that might be what it takes. But it would take a while for that to happen because enough of those genre hits would have to happen for you know three or four subgenres to die off. And then you'd really see a plunge because at that point there's enough dominoes that have fallen for everything yeah. else to sort of fall along the way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not, for space game to really start falling. Much of gaming would have to fall along with it. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I, and it's funny. I came into this thinking, oh, we're on the downward slope already, but I think you guys are right. I think we're not. I think we're. I don't know if it's flat, but I think it's steady. I think we're like in mid-flight. If we're going to use that kind of, if I'm going, to, can I, if I can use that kind of analogy, we're like we're in the middle of our flight across the country. It's like we're over Nebraska right now. <laughs> so we got a ways to go. <sighs> oh my god, Eric! I'm not sure VR is really going to do a lot more for space gaming than it already has. <sighs> no, we'd we'd need a super killer app for that. Yeah, and I don't know if Elite's it or Star Citizen. Does Star Citizen have VR? Uh, I don't probably. Know. I would hate to see the frame rate. Oh. Weren't they supposed to be doing some like full motion like mouth movement when you talk or something? Oh like that? no, that's a different thing. That's the uh, face. Tr- that's the face tracking mimicking stupid bullshit thing no one wants that they're doing. Yeah, and then they'll put the Toby eye tracker on it so that your eyes <laughs> around. And then you can roll eyes at people or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's when I finally gave up on Star Citizen. When they announced that. That that face thing. Really it wasn't the uh, fidelity of your eggs? Yeah, I was gonna say the procedural fried <laughs> eggs is what did me. <laughs> I, I that's, mean, that's the thing. It was all the fidelity. It was all. It was all the decline. Think, think about this, though. In what? the Star Trek VR thing, mm-hmm. they could do anything because all they got to do is put the holodeck in, oh. and then you could do anything. But they won't. But you could go in there and totally I, fry some holodeck eggs. I just really want. I just really want a deep space nat, at nine add-on for Bridge Crew, so I can go to the promenade and get a Rock Geno. 
and then fly the Defiant <laughs> with my rock to Gino on the bridge. I want to viscera cleanup detail hollow deck. Now, if, if Pulsar ever went it's that route of, Jim. Of, adding, yeah. of adding mod support into it, where you could, you know, go around Fly Defiant if you want to, or or land on a station, you know, you got DS9 there, you get on the Defiant, take that and start warping around the universe. That would be awesome. Because uh, that's, that's a framework that's already there. What I would love to see from Pulsar is more... Uh, what do they call that? Um, God, where it, it continues on, um, like maybe like a dedicated server variation. Oh, persistence. Okay. so, so persistence more persistence universe. with with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way they do it mm. now is uh, the universe only continues to go on while you have the ship up and running because the universe gets more dangerous the the, the more you warp around. That's true. I don't know how well that would work out, at least not for the way they've built the the game's framework. Yeah, that'd be fun though. Uh does wait, does Bridge Crew have away missions? Like at all, or is it all on no, the bridge? No. Oh, it's all on the bridge. Uh, you are all on the bridge. Uh, you can you can transport uh, survivors off of uh, off of ships, though, if you need to. And that there are missions when, in which you have to do that. Like the Kobayashi Maru is in there, oh, and you actually have an achievement for how many people you can save. I'll tell you that with our luck, if they did add away missions, your movement would be as slow as Star Trek Online. Like, am I an old man with a walker? Why am I just jaunting? This is so slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you absolutely positively have to be there tomorrow. Then you walk there in Star Trek Online because it's so, so slow. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway. And yet the space stuff is so good in that game. What was that? And yet the space stuff is actually so good in that game. I'm, I'm getting better at it. I'm finding that the controls are I'm finding are a little bit weird, but I'm getting a little better at them. Um, but yeah, the space stuff is definitely the highlight of that game. No question. Um, but yeah, so if, um, I think we've all you know come to the con- conclusion that space games will be doing fine for a while. Which is good because I was I've, I was starting to feel a little worried. Maybe it's my own burnout. I don't know. <laughs> I do feel a little burnt out. I think, um, which is probably normal. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So, uh, folks, just a couple quick programming notes before we wrap up. This week on the land party on Thursday, we are going to be continuing our board game extravaganza with Through the Ages. Uh, the um, the uh, civilizationy card game board game thing that I am terrible at. <laughs> can you do a comp stop in that? Can you play? Is it just people versus people, or can it be people versus AI? Or can you can you have AI? In uh, there? There, there is AI you can play against, uh, but I'm not That's... sure if you can do it as a comp stop. Uh, one thing I will have to note, though, for, for anyone who has not yet played this particular version of the game, the tutorial 
is very well written. It's probably it's one of the really funny. Best. It's yeah, it's one of the best uh, board game digital board game tutorials I've seen. Yeah, I was I was really surprised at how funny that was. It was like really well written. I actually laughed out loud. Surprisingly funny. Next week on the podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about DLC. It's another uh, fan-suggested topic. And remember, folks, if you have a suggestion for a topic, you can always hit us up with it. Uh, We're very open to uh, suggestions. We won't always implement them if they're not very good, but we're open to hearing them. FYI. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, next week we're going to talk about DLC. Like, do we want more expansion-y stuff, or do we like the paradox model of bits and bobs? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about next week on the show. So uh, I want to thank uh, everyone for watching and listening. I want to thank our Patreon subscribers, as always, for helping keeping the lights on around here. And uh, thank you guys, uh, co-hosts, for uh, being awesome and keeping the conversation going. So thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great night. Bye-bye.